All right, everybody, welcome back. Season two, episode three, Scott Spinelli alongside Brian Yu with 10 Things I Hate About You. This week's episode, Palm Springs. Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, et cetera, et cetera. Peter Gallagher with a star turn, of course. Um, but before we get into the movie, before we get into the things we like that we don't like, Brian Yu, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you, Scott? I'm good. I, uh, As we talked about before we started recording, this movie... Uh, this is a tough one to do an episode on because yeah. I usually have a notes page that is just, it is like that the work of a serial killer. There is just notes in every direction. <laughs> you can barely read any of it, right? There's arrows pointing. I like need more page uh, to fill in everything. And this one, I almost, I just wanted to hand it back uh, to the writer and the director and go, no notes. <laughs> it, is, it is a no notes movie. I agree. Um, yeah, um, I'll, really I'll come out right now and just, and I'll just completely admit I went back, so I do um, uh, end of year uh, rankings of all the movies I, I've watched. Okay, and this movie was my number two movie Holy of 2020. Holy hell! Wow, <laughs> really? Yes. So I'm already giving away how I feel about this. I mean, listen, folks. Whichever one of us gets the dislikes here is at an extreme disadvantage. Uh, when know. you hear my dislikes, <laughs> they are really lame. <laughs> Um, but anyway, if you don't know this movie, the basic premise is Andy Samberg is at a wedding and he's stuck in a time loop, essentially where every day on November 9th, uh, a wedding uh, repeats over and over and over again. And in the very first and the very beginning of it, a, a very first scene ish, uh, Kristen Milioti, uh, who is also at the wedding. She is the maid of honor, the sister of the uh, uh, of the bride. She uh, sort of accidentally or not intentionally gets stuck in this time loop as well, and it's about uh, the two of them living this day over and over and over and over again. Is that a uh, is that a fair uh, summation yeah. of what this movie is about? Yeah, I I think you summed it up quite nicely. And also let let me also add that J.K. Simmons is in the movie. I joked about Peter Gallagher. I mean, he plays the the father mm. of the uh, of the of the bride he he's really not that essential to the movie, um, but J.K. Simmons is in the movie and and he's obviously. He's just a Turkish. Fantastic. He's just a Turkish delight, isn't he? I mean, come on. Yeah, um, he really is. Uh, all right. So, without further ado, here, because again, much like my mess up with the holiday, I can't say what are your first remembrances of this movie when it came out because it's a, it's on Hulu. It didn't come out, so to speak, uh, in theaters. Uh, let's get to the coin flip. I'll yeah, take. I'll take tails. It, I'll take tails. Cool. All right. Let's do it. Ah, it is tails again. Ooh, yes. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be, in the spirit of the holidays, I'm going to be giving here, and I will take Whoa. the dislikes. Yeah, you Whoa. did this for me last. I was, lis I was listening back to our old uh, season one uh, for many moons ago, and uh, I, I, I found that um, you did this a couple times for me. You were like, you know what? I'm going to give you the – because you knew what I wanted. And yeah. I don't think I've ever done anything nice for you. So uh, this is the first time <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Uh, so when we come back after a little bit of intro music, uh, we will get into 10 things we like and don't like about Palm Springs. All right. So, yeah, this movie, I mean, it, listen, I, I took the dislikes, but I just I we're both going to just gush over this movie. Let's just be yeah. fair. Um, I, I, I want you to start positively. You give me a like. Let's start off on the right foot here. What do we got? Yeah, of course. So um, I guess I'll just start with how, you know, this movie came out uh, last year. I believe it was like, what was it? Um, in the summer? Yeah, it was in last the summer. Year? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was right in the middle of the pandemic. 
uh, you know, which we're obviously still in. Uh, and so one of the things I really enjoyed about the movie the first time, and, and this is now like maybe the fourth time I watched this because I've rewatched it multiple times <laughs> since. Um, what, I, I, what, what I really enjoy about it is that the, the time loop concept, it's, it's, there's a, it's a metaphor almost for the life that we're living in during this pandemic. I had the where, same thought, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where every day is just the same. It's just repeating. You're just going through the motions. You're going through the highs and lows of like, what does it all mean? Does anything mean anything? Like, you know, who cares? Like all, all these, like the apathy of it all. Like, um, so I think this movie came out during the perfect time. It's it's one of those like really just you know like certain movies come out I think very um, you know obviously you know not planned but you know they come out during a, a particular moment and it's speaking to the zeitgeist uh, so yeah that's something I really love about this movie where I think they take the time loop concept they play with it really well and I think it's it's very applicable to to the things that we're living through right now. Well, that's a perfect segue because I was actually going to make my first dislike that very thing, but in reverse, which is to say that <laughs> this movie in COVID times almost watches like a horror film in the beginning, <laughs> right? There is an element to it that is like, holy hell, this is almost too real, right? Like I remember, yeah. I remember you remember the movie The Breakup with Vince Vaughn and uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Uh-huh. I saw that movie like an idiot. I saw that movie... Uh, right after uh, breaking up with a long-term uh. girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know what I thought was going to happen. And, um, you know, uh, that's almost akin to my choice to read Robin, a Robin Williams biography at the start of COVID. I was like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Ooh, yeah, really, really. Uh, real uplifting, huh? <laughs> I got a call from my friend. He's like, yeah, you need to shower and turn the lights on. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but at any rate, yeah, th- with this movie, I, it was like it's almost, it's almost too nail on the head at certain, in certain points in that – it's like, yeah, every day I have been waking up and I do mm. the same little mini workout in my living room. Mm-hmm. I eat the exact same lunch. I, mm-hmm. I, I move five feet over to work at my desk, in air quotes, yep. and then I move five feet over to cook my dinner or lunch and, in and my And your kitchen. environment doesn't change. Yeah, you know? nothing, like, yeah. Yeah, like you're waking up in the same place and around the same people or lack of people or whatever, you know. Exactly. So. Like, and, and, and honestly, how many times, we've all said this, can you know? Are people surprised that like, oh, is it 20, 2021 or twenty twenty at this point? Like, people don't even remember the year anymore, let yeah, alone this yeah. month. You know, so like, um, yeah. I, I just, uh, I, I, to be clear, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the yeah. hell out of the concept, but it did have a beginning where I was like, this is almost like a funny version of Get Out. You know, <laughs> it's like it is mm-hmm. horrifying when you really think about what's actually happening to these characters. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that that's one little dislike for me. You got another like for me? Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I really liked about this movie, especially on this rewatch, is that I think the what the movie does, uh, the movie does a lot of things really well because we both obviously really like it. But um, something that kind of uh, came to me this time was it's the conflict between Niles and Sarah that I think the movie gets really well. You know, like we watch a lot of these movies and a lot of times, like the thing that drives them apart during the second act, um, it's so contrived or it's like, it's, it's all based on like a misunderstanding that like, Oh, if you guys just had a, a adult conversation, yeah, one like, conversation wraps the whole thing up. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. But in in this one, I think what what I really enjoyed about it was that when they have the fight, it feels organic to both characters. 
there's there is like a, a like a, a true moment there and then even when they come back together then they they have almost uh, opposite viewpoints of the future and they're each trying to convince each other like no you should come with me no you should say and I thought they did that really well. I think a lot of times in these kinds of, especially when we're watching these rom-coms, like it always feels like one side kind of has a better point than the other, or or that like, neither side just... has a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we've watched a ton of those where like we're both like, you guys don't belong with each other. You guys yeah, are incompatible. Exactly. But like there, you know, there is like something where like both like they both are making their points, and yeah, I think they. Um, they did that really well where i think they like the from a storytelling perspective like each you know the the beats that they take where they're coming together cuz you know i you know i think the 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 montages of them like getting to know each other that's all done very very well obviously but then like a lot of times where i think these movies kind of drop the ball is like okay well now we need our characters to sort of split up for a little bit or they have to grow apart for some reason you know, I think they did that part really, really well. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's very easy to... I think, honestly, any half-decent writer-director combo can make the highlight scene of a movie fun, right? Oh, like, uh-huh. Exactly. I've, That's I, the easy part. Exactly. Yeah. I've forever argued that if you give me Spurs highlights to Mob Deep music, I could sit there on loop <laughs> for 24 days straight and just watch, like, you know what I mean? Just, like, yeah. Manu Ginobili highlights to Shook Ones. But, like... I don't think that's difficult, right? So the fact that they do that well, like you said, yeah, good, but that's expected. What what I think makes this movie so great is that the, both characters' motivations are believable, make mm -hmm. sense, and and really work in the narrative of the story, without question. Yeah. Um, all right, so to be clear, to anyone listening this far into the pod, the rest of my dislikes are going to be nonsense. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, starting with the first one, I hated Andy Samberg's name. He is so not a mm. Niles. Yeah, right? Niles, not, not a great name. Yeah. No, he's not a Niles. I think Niles, and I think of Fraser Crane's brother, uh, yes. right? Like, that's a Niles. Niles, this is not a Niles. And not only that, for those of you who don't know, he spells his name N-Y-L-E-S. Yeah, Why does he have to be that Niles? Come on. You know what I mean? Like, that's – and this again, we are talking about uh, picking at nits here. Um, yeah. I, I just remember thinking, like, there, everyone else – I mean, there is a – her sister's name is Tala, uh, which is also a part like – dislike. they didn't look at all similar um, – Oh uh, yeah, this, Camilla Mendez and uh, Kristen Milioti. Yeah. yeah, so she she her last name is Mendez. I was thinking to myself, she looks almost like Hispanic or Mexican. Yes, and yeah. the uh, Chris, Kristen Milioti decidedly does not. You know, yeah. like and, P and Peter Gallagher definitely does not. Yeah, it was almost it was almost like they were trying to actively make it seem like none of these people look like each other. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, they they yeah. it, there's a joke in there in the movie about how the um, bride and groom kind of look like siblings yes the brother and sister it's couple, like, yeah yeah and, and it's almost like the casting director specifically tried to pair up a couple that looked like each other but not the sisters yes absolutely <laughs> yeah abe looks more like T tala's sister uh than uh than sarah does quite frankly yeah yeah, yeah. um but um but yeah anyway niles is one of my dislikes D didn't like that name and and in and as and it didn't do much but in terms of it, every time i heard it i was like what well, why why does he have yeah. to be M Niles? Why he could have even just been Miles, and that would have been better, right? Oh and, yeah, right. Why is he yeah. Niles? I don't, yeah, yeah. Weird. We, I agree. Weird. Weird name for that character. All right, let's take us back to reality. Another good like. Yeah. Uh, another like is um, 
you know, I I found this movie hilarious. Yes, but very funny. It's not just it's not just the the writing, which I think the writing is great. There's some some really good lines in here, but I really enjoyed that they use a lot of visual humor. Um, I think a lot of the gags are really really clever. Um, I particularly really liked the bomb in the wedding cake gag. Oh my god, you know, that was so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they're basically like like cosplaying die hard yeah. <laughs> during the wedding or even when they do uh, the thing with the plane you know i thought that was very yes. funny too oh yeah. the plane the plane is amazing yeah so yeah i you know i think uh, you know these movies especially the the movies that we're watching a lot of it just is just um about saying something bizarre at a weird time and that's the height of the humor yeah or something sarcastic uh, yeah yeah, exactly. But yeah, I really appreciated the, the the humor in the movie, which then I think balances really, really well with I think the the, the love story that's involved, the, the the couple getting together, them getting to know each other, them kind of like you know finding themselves and you know and et cetera, et cetera. So I think that the balance of like when you're having the good visual humor and the gags, you you're invested in the characters and you and it's a lot more believable that these are people going through these experiences, you know, because, you know, like we talk a lot about how our leads sometimes don't even have chemistry. Like, oh, did they even share more than three scenes together? Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And and here, like, no, I like really believe that these two people were falling in love. And and I think definitely the a lot of the visual humor added to that. Two, two comments to that. One is I did – to the point of like they felt like they were actually in love. I always appreciate it when a movie um, casts its main two leads as not a, a exceedingly good-looking people. Like, yes. Again, they're both – you know, they're neither of them are ugly. But like there, there are no – like it's not like one is the – uh, prince and one's the frog or princess and the whatever it is meaning you know what it's not a beauty and the beast type scenario they're both just normal you know slightly yeah. above average. i mean although i will say and i'm sure you've found this too there are a lot of women who find andy sandberg like really attractive and i just don't get it i don't understand mm -hmm. that at all um i guess i mean I, I don't know have you heard that to be true i know a lot of people find him attractive uh no yeah that's i i've never actually heard anyone's admit that out loud i'm <laughs> sure if i like pulled my friends they would like yeah i'm sure some of them would say like no yeah i find them attractive yeah ask but, around yeah, like no one's yeah, ever, ever no one's ever like volunteered that <laughs> comment to me well what, so. one other one and again because this is a podcast for three i've heard a lot of people tell us tell me and and our mutual friend mark that he looks like uh andy sandberg oh. And yeah, I don't see I that see either. But I don't see it. I mean, in the sense that they're both white. I, I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, in they're that, both, yeah, they're both Jewish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I'm then I'm then I'm Andy Samberg too. I, I don't know. I just I, I don't quite get it. But so that so either way though, I think that they're both nice looking people. But I appreciate yes. that they're just normal nice. And then yeah. to your point about the physical humor, what this reminded me of was that first season of uh, Last Man on Earth. I don't know if you watched that show with oh, Will Forte. Yes. Yeah. Right. But like a lot of that to me, what I liked about that first season was a lot of the early on gags about like what you would you do in this crazy premise of being the last person on Earth? And the same thing here. Like, what would yes. you do if you just could? There were no consequences and you could do whatever mm -hmm. you want every single day for free, basically. Yeah, um, it felt like, yeah, it felt like they were really mining like, OK, what are the things that would like not only realistic, like you would try, but 
also what would be funny. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and I yeah. appreciated that for sure. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, another thing I did not like uh, was – okay, so this is extremely specific, but this is more of a bigger movie thing. I hate mm -hmm. when this happens in movies and TV shows, okay? So do you remember in the very beginning of the uh, – like before you really know what's going on – I mean you know what's mm -hmm. going on, but you don't really know – is yeah. uh, the, uh, Andy Samberg's girlfriend is giving a speech, and she does that thing that – and this is what I don't like – it happens in all movies and TV shows, but I don't think it really happens in real life where she goes, the dictionary defines marriage as <laughs> – or, the, you know, like basically yeah. that like that trope of the dictionary defines yes. blank as – and that's just basically like standard fare for this is going to be a garbage speech. But does anyone yes. actually start speeches like that? I don't think anyone talks like that. Who no. says that? Well, that, that, is, that is almost definitely only like a, a, a movie trope. Yes. Um. I don't know. I just it, it it that's always bothered me. Um, yeah, uh, you know it's just, it's just one of those things where I, no one really talks like that. And yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that was a dislike yeah. for me. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to another. This is like four. Yeah. Like uh, four. like yeah, like four. Yep. Um. So <laughs> I I also really appreciate that this movie in in like you know we're talking about how it works as a as a metaphor for for life and of love and all, and all that kind of stuff. I also think that <laughs> I like it as a exploration into almost how the, the, the different genders would approach this. Yes. Where, yes. Yeah, these, yeah. where, where Niles is stuck in this, in this time loop for conceivably like decades at this <laughs> exactly. point. And he just like, is like, whatever I give up. And then Sarah's stuck in there for like, like, Probably a couple of months, maybe ish. Yeah, I don't even think it was it, that long. It, I mean, yeah, it struck it, me as yeah, like maybe not, like a month. Yeah, and she teaches herself quantum physics and <laughs> yeah. figures it out and, and gets both of them out of there. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah, the idea yeah. that like um, <laughs> he's just like yeah, but on the other side, burritos. You know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but like you just bring a woman in and she'll just figure it out. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like less than less than a hockey season. You know, like yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, that like the 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 approach is very divergent there. Uh, yeah. Okay, dislike number four uh, is a slight plot hole. I think. All right, so. Uh, J.K. Simmons, his role in the movie is that he also accidentally gets stuck in the time loop uh, mm -hmm. with Andy Samberg in one of these on one of the drunken nights. They they party too hard, and then uh, you know he sort of says something like, "Oh, I, I I never want this night to end." And they're they're either high or drunk or both, and Andy Samberg like leads him to the the cave wherein the right. time loop occurs. Uh, and obviously, you know, J.K. Simmons is irritated and devastated by this. And the difference for J.K. Simmons, though, is that because this is a destination wedding, he starts off where the morning would start off in his home in Irvine, California, right? Is that is that all accurate? You are, Okay, so then the part yeah. that doesn't make sense is that later in the movie, uh, um, Sandberg goes to visit him. And it seems like he, he, he picks him up in the middle of his day, right? J.K. Simmons is making dinner for his wife and watching his kids play and all this sort of stuff. And it occurred to me, well, shouldn't J.K. Simmons be on his way to the wedding? Well, I think he's like, I think there's a lot of 
uh, loops where he chooses not to go to the wedding. Yeah, but then why would his wife not be fighting with him? Like, th that didn't make sense. Because if you had a wedding that day, because in the world of this loop, the wife wakes up every morning thinking, my husband is going to this wedding. I'm taking care of the kids. Right? Or we're all yeah. going to the wedding. So then, but the day that he interrupts is just a casual barbecue day where and he's a cousin of the bride and he just isn't going to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess in my, in my head canon, I sort of just figured like he just woke up and was like, eh, I don't feel like going. I'm just going to stay home. And his wife was like, okay, whatever. Just admit it. This movie sucks. And that whole movie, <laughs> that one scene makes the movie make no sense. <laughs> That's the truth. Okay. That movie yeah. unravels the very fabric yeah, of this film yeah. completely. <laughs> you can dance around it all you want. This movie is nonsense because of that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, obviously that doesn't really interrupt yeah. any serious like direction of the movie. But I did think no, to myself, no. yeah. that doesn't quite make sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't. Yeah, it, you know, it, yeah. There, it's a little plot holy, but it, it's yeah. not the end of the world, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I so uh, I think, like you said, J.K. Simmons is amazing in this movie. But I do think that the Roy subplot is the weakest part. The whole like. I, I get why I get the point of the character and like the the lessons that that uh, that Niles is supposed to learn um, from that visit, but yeah, I just think that in general, like beyond that specific plot point, that the 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 whole Roy thing is kind of extraneous to yeah, like, it pro it probably is. Stuff. But let let me yeah. add to that just a quick love note to J.K. Simmons, whose yeah. name is actually it does he legally had it changed to just kidding Simmons. Um, <laughs> But a bum. Yeah, that's almost as bad as the dictionary defines a corny joke as. <laughs> um, but no, for real, like this dude, whenever he dies, I don't think I think he'll finally get the respect he deserves. Right? I think I think he gets respect among people who know movies. Right. But yeah, like, I think among film people. Yeah. Yes. But like this guy is a killer. I mean, yeah. you were saying, you know, he was great in this movie. What is he not great in? Seriously. Oh, yeah. He's great in everything. He shows up in anything. I watched Party Down recently, and he just destroys for the the, the a couple episodes he's oh, in for that. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot yeah. he's in Party Down. Yeah. He's so good in that. Like, yeah. you know, and yeah. just like so anything. Good. He's good in he's good in the Marvel movies, for Christ's sake. Like, yeah. Oh, he's fantastic uh, as J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, like, I don't know. And obviously, what was the movie with the drummer? Uh, uh, Whiplash. I mean, he's excellent I, yeah. in that movie. Obviously, like, I'm not saying anything that's new. Anyone who knows movies knows this guy's great. But it's I yeah. feel like in general, like, all right, as an example, um, I was watching a promo for uh, that new um, – and this may be out by the time – yeah, this will be out by the time people are listening to this. But that uh, that Don't Look Up movie with that's got, like, everyone in it, the Adam McKay movie. Yep. Uh, and uh, Jonah Hill was talking about how, like – uh, Meryl Streep is the goat, and she didn't understand what that term meant, but she was so right, nice yeah. that she was just like she was accepting of it anyway. But the point of all that is that everyone agrees, right? Meryl Streep is is incredible, right? But I don't think that like J.K. Simmons is is going to get like I don't think that Andy Samberg is going to when he was promoting this movie went on Kimmel and was talking about how J.K. Simmons is the goat. You know what I mean? Like no one does that for him, and he is the man's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's great in everything, yeah. and he doesn't, and he also doesn't do too much either. Right where you feel like, oh God, I'm seeing him again. You know what I mean? Like there are some other people that we like, but oh for sure, yeah. You don't see him that often. I just love everything about him. I just think he's so great, and he gives not to as two people who are very much past their prime and have not achieved anything <laughs> in their lives. He gives us hope in the sense that like 
basically the back nine of his life is when his career exploded. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah for so, sure. Anyway, uh, that's my little love letter to Just Kidding Simmons. So, uh, all right. Like number five for you. Um, and so here's another thing. Um, just rewatching this movie. And so I particularly enjoy these kinds of movies where, you know, in a time loop movie, like these time travel time loop movies, they're kind of like uh, um, easy pickings for this. But I really like these movies where when you the first time you watch it and then the second time you watch it it's almost like two very different movies because Absolutely. you are bringing a, an extra layer of knowledge to it so i really enjoyed the first watch of this movie you know that especially those first like 20ish minutes when you are still kind of being introduced to the world and you're kind of like all right like you're on that journey of discovery and then the second time when you watch it when you know everything is you know, what's going on in the background. So then you're watching for the little details, the little like Easter eggs and the little acorns that like they're, or that they're putting down, you know, the little hints that they're dropping. Um, so really, really enjoy those kinds of movies where like it almost encourages you to, to watch it a second time. Um, yeah. Especially like, like, uh, you know, I think that um, the, the first uh, wedding scene in particular, like when he's uh, doing his dance through uh, um, to Chris Emiliati, yep. mm -hmm. like that first time you watch it and it just seems like a, like a funny gag, but then, you know, then you realize what it is. It's, you know, he's lived this so many times that he's memorized everyone's dance moves exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, dude. I wrote down under my like section that this is a great rewatch movie. I mean, yeah. it really is. It's a fantastic rewatch. So even if we're spoiling a little bit of it for you, which, I mean, come on, don't be a dummy. You know what's going to happen at the end of these yeah. movies. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, it, you know, we're not, we didn't give away too much here and it is still a movie that, it has to be rewatched. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and to that point, that brings, that brings me to my final dislike, which is that Ooh. I, and this is a bigger picture thing, I hate that this movie was on Hulu because that means oh that God. most people I, didn't see it. And that's my main dislike. Oh my God. That's, that's really funny because that is literally one of my dislike as well. I, yeah. I wrote I wrote the phrase streaming only release. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my dislikes. This movie just – and also on a, on a site – I mean I think more people have Hulu now than they probably did a year ago. Um, but I don't – it's not – if it was on Netflix at the very least, it would have gotten so much more traction. Andy Samberg Agreed. is obviously a huge star. Um, yeah. He would have brought more eyes to it if it was on a bigger platform. This movie is just too good for not enough people to have seen it. I mean, that's, yeah. it's just way I, too yeah. good. It's, that, it's, that's, yeah. that's exactly why I put it on my dislikes as well. Like it, cause I'm, I'm a little conflicted, you know, I'm of two minds. Cause on the one hand, I do appreciate that all these streaming platforms gives a movie like this a chance, you know, for like, sure. like for sure. the, 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 that the fact that this movie was even made anyway is kind of a minor miracle and the fact that, you know, like there's a Hulu or a Netflix or Amazon Prime or Apple TV to like actually invest in these kinds of stories is great. I love that. And the fact that it's available to watch at home, all that is, you know, obviously points in its direction. But I agree with you where like big picture, what it means for the industry, what it means for movie going and and yeah, the popularity of a movie or the the prestige of a movie. I you know I know those are kind of hoity-toity things to to talk about, but you know like I, you know I wish people 
had gone to theaters to see this. I wish there was bigger buzz of, you know, um, you know, like word of mouth and like, you know, those kinds of like, you know, that that buzz that, uh, a, you know, a unexpected hit can get. Um, yeah, I, I, it it does kind of bum me out that this was a Hulu only release. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that it just it needs to be seen by more people. Period. The end. Um, yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, we don't even need to do the thing at the end where we say like, oh, would you recommend this to people? Yeah, no, duh. Of oh, course, this is an yes. absolute yes. If you have yeah. gotten thus far, this far into it and you're not 100% sure that we should that you should watch it based on what we're talking about, you shouldn't even listen to this podcast anymore, <laughs> right? Because you're, then we are not doing a good – we're not good enough yeah. to make it clear enough that we love this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, it has a little bit of of everything for everyone, you know, the, the humor, the romance, the, the high concept – um, I think the filmmaking is really, really well done. Like the cinematography, uh, is, I think is, is really good. Um, yeah, it's, it's it, oh, and then we didn't even talk about like how I think this movie, like, so like, uh, it's hard to pinpoint when this happened. I think you kind of would, uh, understand what I'm talking about where like people who make these kinds of kinds of comedies, they almost like overdo the side characters now. Yeah. 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 Where, uh-huh like the side characters like they come in like a hurricane and then they like threaten to take over the movie like Kristen Chenoweth almost you might say from the last movie yeah yeah (laughs) yeah right but I think this movie does a great job with um uh Connor O'Malley they use perfectly I think who is Connor Um, O'Malley he he was one of the he was one of the groomsmen the the one that kept yelling oh is he is he Randy He's Randy. Yeah. He was so funny. That guy was great. Yeah, yeah but they used him just but enough. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Just enough where like he, uh, like he comes in and you're delighted and then he leaves and you're not and he doesn't overstay his welcome. Um the bartender, you know that like dry, the dry bartender. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um yep. I thought they used her perfectly like and like in a different movie or in the hands of different filmmakers like those side characters can get so grating and annoying and you know where like it's it's almost like the the filmmakers are writing to those characters instead of our main characters but yeah i think they handled that perfectly and and i'll i'll add to that to say that um this goes to the point we've been making now for 13 episodes which is that 90 minutes is all you need right and as a result of that 90 minutes you don't have time to get into secondary characters and yet sometimes they still do and to me a if if it's truly a good story, I don't care about. I only care about the leads. Yes, I, I don't. Exactly. The, the, the support is supposed to support, to prop up, yep. to mm-hmm. to 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 be there for everyone else. They're not supposed to be. I don't really need to find out about what they're up to. I don't care about them. I barely right. have enough time to get to know the other two. So I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah. I would. I have a couple of quick thoughts here. Some quick yeah. hitters. Yeah. First, me. here's a quick like. Okay. Um, and I just want people to know about this band. The first song that you hear is by a band called Krangbin. Have you heard of them? Oh yes. Yeah, you you were the one who who uh, recommended them to me. Yes. Okay, so if you have somehow gotten 35 minutes into this podcast and you are still listening, uh, <laughs> all right, check this band out. They are called I believe it's pronounced Krangbin. Uh Krangbin. Uh it's K H R U A N G B I N. They're a current group that almost sounds like 70s funk yes psychedelic mm-hmm. rock and they are so dope I, I can't get enough of them and i want more, much like this movie i want more people to know about them yeah so, yeah i'm glad you pointed that out yeah, yeah they're they're 
they're a really good band, yeah. And if they get used, if you like that first song, you will like a lot of their stuff in the way that Fall Out Boy, if you like one Fall Out Boy song, <laughs> you like all Fall Out Boy songs. This group is similar. I mean, they explore some cool stuff, but they have a vibe and a sound. And, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, anyway, I just want that. I just wanted to put that out there. The other thing I had, and this is not a like or a dislike, but one thing it just it, it occurred to me, like, it's a good thing it wasn't raining that one day. Right? Like, could you imagine? Oh, hilarious. Stuck? If you just had to live the same rainy day. Yes. And, yeah. The one mean, day. Yeah. yeah. In the entire year that <laughs> rains and pump springs. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. All right. Obviously, I mean, that's, but again, and I realize this is a small detail, but like part of the reason why Andy Samberg is able to be so comfortable and happy with his life is because the movie does take place in Palm Springs where it is yes. almost always really nice. Um, Correct, and yeah. that isn't weird that it's like that. It's not like how every horror movie they start they they somehow want to kill people at night just coincidentally yeah. when it's raining. Like there's no murders in the day. Uh, this it like it makes sense with the story. Like that's why it takes yeah. place here, right? That that's not yep. an accident, you know. So yeah, yeah I agree. I, that was yeah. another. This would be a very me. this would be a very different movie if it was like a November wedding in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 oh my god! Yeah, good point. All right. Uh, how about you? Any um, any uh, any, I'll, any quick hitters? Yeah, I'll do a quick. So one of my dislikes, I'll just share real quickly. So, and again, this is you know picking nits, but um, and I and I I'm one of those people who I really enjoy Andy Samberg's work. Um, you know, between SNL, The Lonely Island, uh, I think. Hot Rod and Popstar are two of the best comedies in Pop, the last Popstar, like, Popstar years. is incredible. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> um, so, but I do think this movie does highlight Andy Samberg's limitations as an actor. Absolutely. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I think there's a giant gap in the dramatic acting abilities between Andy Samberg and Chris Avigliotti. No questions um, asked. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and th and that like came through the first time i watched it and it came through this time as well where the scenes were like and uh, or you know niles is supposed to be emoting and he's going through the the withdrawal of you know of, of sarah you know ditching him basically like the, <laughs> compare that to to sarah's you know sort of when when she kind of flips out or when she you know is going through um you know the motions yeah, the 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 difference in acting quality between Chris Emiliotti and Andy Samberg is very apparent. I think so. I I would agree with that. I mean, I I Andy Samberg to me isn't like Ryan Reynolds level one note, but um, he he um yeah he plays that goofy yeah he you plays know, the same like, kind of yeah. guy yeah yeah I think yeah. he does a little bit better job than I was expecting yes. to. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there there's a stark difference between the two. Uh, yeah. Any others? Small, small dislike. Well, the only other one, and I, I'll, and I'm kind of interested to to get your take on on this is, um, uh, do you think that Sarah's actions, like her her betrayal, like is that almost irredeemable? Oh, are you? Hold on. Here's the question, right? How much do we want to talk about this without giving it away? I say we. Yeah, right, right. We're at the 30, yeah. 35 yeah. plus minute mark. Yeah, I mean, we got. Yeah. yeah. So. If you're still here, this is a spoiler. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely irredeemable. Yeah. Are you kidding? But like the movie kind of like almost ignores that at the end, right? 
Well, I mean, I think they do leave it a little open-ended to the idea of like, well, they had to move on with their lives and just yeah, pick up where they right. like. You have to, you have to face your consequences. You can't. Yes, just, of course. Yes, right? so I agree. That, but what she did in sleeping with her sister's husband the yeah. night before the wedding, I mean, other than murdering her her sister's <laughs> husband, what honestly, what could have been worse? Yeah, right. Like, right. There's but, yeah, nothing worse like, than that. I just feel like the the movie, like. She obviously deals with it in the context of the time loop. Sure, but yeah, in the it, once they break the time loop, I just feel like it's sort of like okay, well, she still has to. Well, we only catch her for one day, though. It's yeah. not like we don't I know agree. what she yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it, this isn't like like I'm not. It doesn't unravel the movie for me. But well, I it's just, a catch twenty two, right? Because it needs to be that serious for the, for yes. for it to make sense. Because right. if it wasn't, then you'd be like, all right, well, why is she freaking out? Why is she yes. so sad? And then yes. it makes the whole well, movie it goes make back sense. To, yeah. It goes back to you know one of my likes where the conflict, the, the movie does exactly the conflict right. stuff yeah. really, really well. And yes, this is a, like – and that's where this deviates from our normal – like the normal rom-coms where like a lot of times like the quote-unquote unforgivable act is like, eh, like whatever. Like, you know, you like missed a flight or you forgot, you know, to tell – somebody about you know tickets or, you know whether yeah, you know course, something dumb course, you know yeah. um where this is like legit like okay like it's about you know facing your consequences and be you know, and like and like changing who you are as a person well so, absolutely yeah. but again like th you're, you're you put yourself in these shoes imagine if this happened with with, with your family oh of course yeah like, exactly <laughs> you right. never talk to your brother again like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not, like it's horrible it's like yeah it's yeah. absolutely irredeemable no yeah, questions exactly. asked like i don't think yeah I don't think enough time could pass where I would be okay with either of the these the two people in this. Uh, yeah. If right. it was me that it happened to, but. Right. Exactly. Um. All right. So let's uh, let's play some games here, right? Yeah. Uh, we can't do the box office game because Ugh, even though this was sadly. limit, it had a limited release. It's certainly not worth uh, the game in that regard. But we can play the Rotten Tomatoes game. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'd like to start with the critics. What do you think the critics gave this? So I critics, I'm gonna guess. I guess 82%. Okay. You're, I would say that based on the number I'm about to say, you are incorrect. And this number, I didn't know it went this high, frankly. 90, <laughs> wow. 95%. Wow. 95, wow. right? Good. Yeah. Good. No, agreed. Wow. Agreed. But yeah. still, 95 is like nothing gets a 95, right? No. Unless yeah. it's like a Benicio Del Toro movie. Or not Benicio del Toro, Guillermo del Toro movie. I get those two confused. Yeah. <laughs> the fan, well, you could, yeah, yeah, the fan is actually a ninety-five. The De Niro movie with Benicio del Toro. Um, no, but yeah, like you know, some of those movies that like everyone has to like, those movies get yeah. ninety-five and hundreds. Yeah, yeah. This Paul, movie, Paul Thomas Anderson. Exactly, movies exactly. Yeah. Like this movie, I, I, a Hulu-based uh, Andy Samberg-led comedy, getting a yeah. ninety-five is like the equivalent of any other movie getting a hundred ninety-five out of a hundred. Like, yeah, I, I am blown away great. by it. Yeah, no, yeah, amen to the people who did what they were supposed to do. How about the audience <laughs> score? What do you got for that? Ooh, audience score. I'm going to, so based on that, I'm, yeah, I'm going to guess like 88% audience. Here he comes exactly on the nail. Wow. Right that's... there. Ding, 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 ding. I'm going to see if I can find um, some, uh, some, some, some dinging noises to play in the background of that. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That was right on. Oh, nailed it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, there's not much more to say other than that. That's um, 
Although, yeah. sadly, only 25, and to my point that I've the longest running joke ever on this podcast, only 2,500 plus ratings uh, for this movie as opposed uh, to... More people need to watch this movie. Yeah, exactly. We need to get this into Matrix territory and, and 10 Things I Hate About You territory in the 250K Seriously. plus territory. <laughs> um, all right, man, you got a letterbox review for us? Yeah, I do. And uh, this one is actually from uh, Io uh, Edebury. Um, uh, you might be familiar with her. She's a Santa comedian and she uh, just took over um, as the voice of Missy on Big Mouth from okay. Jenny Slate. Yep. Mm -hmm. So she's like a moderately notable person, I suppose. Okay. Anyway, so this review comes from her actually. So, um, and it, it is exactly the same comment that you have already made, but I like it. Um, so that's why I'm sharing it. So, okay. Um, all right. So the review goes I love it when the movie is fun. I love when two white people who you can tell weren't, quote, hot, hot in high school, but are now, quote, definitely hot as adults have incredible chemistry. I love time romance. Charming, fun, yeah, four stars. <laughs> you know we like this movie because he couldn't – I'm sure there's one negative review, and he couldn't even bring himself to, to read it. <laughs> she, she, she. No, 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 I'm saying you. I'm saying you. Oh, you, you, he. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, meaning you. You, you, yeah, you, didn't, yeah, yeah. you could not bring yourself to pick a negative review. Oh, I mean, are there even negative reviews for this? Oh, come on. Like... Wake up to society, Brian. You're telling me no one didn't like this movie? There's got to be one yeah. J.O. Uh, out there. Yeah. Should I, like, live uh, search for a, a one-star review? If and, you can uh... find one real quick, sure, go for it. I will tell people what's coming up next while you uh, uh, hopefully yeah. search for one negative one. Uh, yeah, so we've got 500 Days of Summer coming up next, which is another one that Again, I'm not going to ruin anything. I'm just going to tell people, if you haven't seen this movie, you need to go see it. Uh, that'll be coming out next Wednesday. Uh, I love that movie. Brian actually put me on to that movie. It's from 2009 uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Zoe Deschanel, uh, a young Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, Minka Kelly makes an appearance, but that kind of gives things away a little bit. Um, Eh, maybe not when you, well, actually, it doesn't give it away until you actually know what her name is in the in the in the movie. But either way, mm. watch that movie, and uh, that's going to be next week. We'll get back to Brian in one quick second here. But this is a tip that Brian gave me for watching this movie: consider both characters' angles from that movie and who the movie is told from the perspective of. Uh, I love that movie. I love it. I've watched it many times, and I'm excited to talk about it with Brian uh, next week. But uh, yeah, that's my one suggestion to anybody who hasn't seen it, or if you have and you're watching it again, just. Remember who the movies is told, uh, the perspective it's told from, and try to keep that in mind as you watch it. But at any rate, have you found a um, a one star or no? No, not not one <laughs> worth sharing. I'll, okay, I'll fair enough. Sadly, but, um, yeah. All right, so yeah, I think that'll take us to the end of this one. Uh, Palm Springs, uh, obviously a must watch. I would say if you haven't, and if you have, watch it again to catch the uh, the Easter eggs, or as Brian said, the acorns uh, that are <laughs> that are in this movie. Um, for Brian, you, I'm Scott Spinelli. Uh, this has been Episode 3, Season 2 of 10 Things I Hate About You. We will catch you next week.